everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Coach for Mind, the Indian Mental Health Podcast. I am Dyuti Bhardwaj, your host for the evening, and today we are going to have an insightful discussion about one of the most popular buzzwords these days. That is anxiety. We hear a lot about it these days, but it's high time that we break it down and understand what it really means looks and feels like and come up with some pragmatic daily life solutions to deal with anxiety and in order to do this i'm extremely delighted to invite mr lake bajaj an engineer turned clinical psychologist and the very founder of the coach for mind podcast hello sir welcome back to this platform for yet another insightful discussion hi dyuti uh, thanks for a wonderful introduction so pretty excited uh, and I, i think like you said this is one of the uh, buzzwords uh, today everyone talks about anxiety especially since the covid has come yeah so uh, i think today we will understand a lot more about anxiety uh, and from a professional perspective yeah yes sir exactly so i think we should begin with the very first basic question that can you please define anxiety for all of us yes definitely so like if we go by maybe a little uh, more of a definition of anxiety so it is a natural response to any stress now that stress can be external or internal <clears throat> so let me elaborate more on so when i say external stress so it can be a let's say a professional situation that you are in or let's say a student uh, exams are approaching and student is anxious or a person has to meet a social group and the person is socially anxious so these are external stresses and anxiety is a response to that stress and when i say internal stress now this might get a little technical and tricky so anxiety also occurs when there are certain aspects in our subconscious mind which we are uh, afraid to acknowledge let's say there might be we might have somewhere or the other heard about suppressed emotions so when there are certain difficult emotions in our subconscious mind which our mind has suppressed or repressed for a long time then those difficult emotions can cause a threat and in a response to that uh, threat anxiety can be there so this is like one way of understanding anxiety but uh, again to uh, define it what is anxiety uh, when we, when we say it in a is it normal to feel anxious and so on so anxiety is uh, fear or apprehension which can come from internal danger or external danger and but if it lasts for more than 6 months then we call it uh, anxiety disorder yeah okay well as you mentioned i had no idea about that internal anxiety factor which i guess varies from person to person <coughs> so, um like uh, this is a very clear and simple description of what anxiety might look like for us even on in, on an individual level so i would mm-hmm. like to ask you that what does anxiety look like for each and every one of us what are the varied forms and what are the extreme ways that anxiety can express itself in our behavior and even physical health 
Sure. Mm. So again, uh, anxiety, I'll define it uh, in four parts. So anxiety can express itself in at the level of physical body, at the level of thoughts, at the level of emotions and feelings, and fourth, at the level of behavior. So let me go through them one by one. How anxiety might look at a physical level. <clears throat> For example, when you are feeling anxious, our heart rate might go up. We, our breathing pattern might change. We might start to sweat or we might feel tired and lethargic. Anxiety can also affect our sleep. Uh, we might, uh, for example, some people who have anxiety issues, they go through insomnia. They find it very difficult to sleep. And another, which is very important, is anxiety can affect our uh, stomach as well. So a lot of gastric problems are also because of uh, anxiety. So that is the physical aspect of uh, physical symptoms of anxiety. Then second is at the level of thought. <clears throat> so again, like I talked earlier, it's a sense of impending danger or worrying about future that something might go wrong. And a lot of thoughts which are anxious thoughts starts with the term, what if? What if this happens? What if uh, people laugh at me? What if I fail in exam? So anxiety thought, anxious thoughts are mostly starts with this what if statement. Third, at the level of feelings, uh, a person with anxiety might feel nervous, restless, and what we call in normal living languages, tension. Okay, tension very And fourth is behavioral, which is uh, the person would avoid situations which uh, triggers their anxiety. For example, a socially anxious pe person might avoid meeting a group of people or might be afraid to go for public speaking. Or if a person might avoid studying or preparing a presentation because they're anxious about it. So this is the four levels on which anxiety manifests. Uh, just another way of looking, especially anxiety disorders. <clears throat> uh, and feel free to ask in case there is any doubt while, as I talk about the disorders as well. So at the level of disorder, so one is normal anxiety, which all of us experiences on a day-to-day -day basis. But when it becomes a disorder, then the duration and intensity is higher. Duration is roughly six months or more. Intensity so that it may it might make our life dysfunctional. So there are uh, four or five disorders which are specifically around anxiety. Generalized anxiety disorder, where we worry about uh, every, almost everything are in our life, as the term generalized say. It is not specific to a situation. It is general sense of anxiety about most things in our life. Second is uh, social anxiety disorder, which is again like the term says, specific to social situations. Then we have panic so, disorder, sir, which is, yeah, go ahead. So just one question, like in generalized disorder, and you, as you mentioned that it can go on for six months. So like, uh, yeah. when you start uh, getting afraid about everything in your life in general, <clears throat> so like, does it have mm -hmm. a duration anymore? Or will it just not become a part of your life for every single day since then? Like, Yes. How, how can uh, we characterize it? It so, ends in six months. Uh, no, no. Uh, when I say uh, six months, it doesn't end in six months. It is the at least that much duration must be there to call it a disorder. 
Okay. For example, uh, your exams are approaching and you're anxious, but now your exams are over and anxiety also goes down. Then yeah. it's not a disorder, but if it lasts for more than six months, then it can be uh, a diagnosable disorder. Okay, and then. But again, a diagnosis a is always given by a professional. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sure. And yeah, and third was panic disorder. which includes two aspects one getting a panic attack <clears throat> which is like a sudden explosion of all the physical symptoms that i talked earlier uh and second part of panic disorder is fear of getting another panic attack so this is character like i'm just simplifying it a little too much but basically this is the crux of it and then there are specific phobias let's say someone might have a phobia of lizards or spiders or heights or water which again in a at a normal level all of us can have but when it becomes too dysfunctional it start affecting our day to day life then it becomes a disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder earlier was part of anxiety disorder but now the recent uh, uh, the dsm which is a diagnostic manual that psychologists use ocd is characterized separately uh, it's no longer a part of anxiety disorder <clears throat> so these okay. are the disorder uh, which are like when the anxiety increases to a certain level of intensity and duration yeah okay it was uh, quite beautiful as you were explaining the different examples and i could recall of one of my friends as mm-hmm. she used to mention to me that she experiences stress almost on a daily basis and it's related to mm-hmm. almost everything in her life whether it's relationships or even studies in our college mm-hmm. which is generally considered to be hectic and she told me mm-hmm. that one night she was experiencing like for continuously 3 hours she her heart was mm-hmm. beating so fast and she didn't know what to mm-hmm. do and mm-hmm. that was quite scary for me to even listen mm mm-hmm. i understand uh and it is possible that she might be experiencing uh either feeling panic or a full blown panic attack uh and this is very important because when a person doesn't know anything about a panic attack so panic attack almost feels uh as if i'm about to die and that experience lasts for like 15 20 minutes the heartbeat is like through the roof and the person feels as if i'm about to die and just as an additional information so a lot of people in the cardiology department of various hospital like this is a like a joke in uh, cardiology department that almost 40% of the people there comes which are actually experiencing panic attack but they go to the doctor ke mujhe heart attack aane to please uh, oh, check me yeah and then they refer to the either the psychiatrist or the clinical psychologist okay wow mm-hmm. so uh, like you mentioned you already mentioned the different causes uh, that can lead to anxieties on different levels of severity and even time duration do you also have like a formal classification of the different causes of anxiety as <coughs> some of the major reasons which lead to anxiety or the minor ones mm mm-hmm. sure 
so uh, again uh, it there are multiple causes of anxiety and it can be a mix of multiple aspects a very basic uh, that how we characterize is first we look into whether it's a, because of biological or genetic reason so if let's say a person has a family history of mental health disorder in their family in parents or in relatives so chances of getting another mental health disorder including anxiety are higher so this is the genetic part of uh, having the anxiety another is uh, biological for example a particular area of brain uh, which is responsible for fear response if it is too sensitive uh, then that may also cause anxiety and even people who have thyroid problems can also experience anxiety so again it's important when let's say a patient comes to us we first rule out the biological aspects of it <clears throat> second could be any traumatic event uh, even in the childhood or at any stage of life that can also lead to uh, anxiety for example if a child has gone through physical abuse or sexual abuse chances are higher that they might feel unsafe in the world and hence uh, perceive a lot of situations as uh, dangerous or uh, threat provoking so that is one aspect and uh, another is parenting if we grew up in a family or with a parents uh, a set of parents who were we didn't feel safe or secure with our parents for whatever reason maybe parents uh, quarreled a lot or uh, they were not as loving or caring for the child for whatever reason uh, then the child experiences that the world is unsafe uh, i am not secure in the world and then it de develops into anxiety problems uh, in the adult life another uh, a little biological aspect is uh, misuse of alcohol and drugs can worsen the anxiety it might not cause the anxiety but if anxiety is already there so misuse of drugs and alcohol can worsen it and otherwise a uh, like a, a last a small component is if there are any sudden changes in life for example death of a loved one or losing one's job or sudden or big financial loss they can also trigger anxiety yeah so these are various categories of causes of anxiety okay so as varied as they are as you have mentioned uh, what kind of uh, cure exists for healing uh, our anxiety issues is it do we do it through counseling or what are, what other things that we need to do to go on this healing journey and heal our anxiety sure so again i'll divide it into two parts one is uh, if the anxiety is not as severe or as prolonged then certain Uh, short-term and lifestyle changes can be included, uh, which I'll mention in a while. Uh, but if it is uh, too dysfunctional, it's affecting our daily life, our interpersonal life, our professional life, or if it is too prolonged, uh, again more than six months, then we need to have professional treatment for the same. So when it comes to professional treatment, uh, two major options are psychotherapy and uh, medicines. so medicine is prescribed by a psychiatrist and therapy is given by a psychologist or a psychotherapist and primarily there are two uh, modes of therapy that works well in anxiety cases one is 
cognitive behavioral therapy uh, and the other is psychodynamic uh, psychotherapy again maybe it might not be in the scope of this episode to go too much de- in depth of what is cbt and what is psychodynamic therapy but those are approaches to psychotherapy which are very helpful in uh, working or treating anxiety uh, coming back to the if the anxiety is not too severe uh, or in general also just to manage anxiety some short term and long term uh, lifestyle changes could include one is to write down write down your thoughts in a journal or a diary uh, it can be helpful for some people and again one can try and see how effective it is but for a lot of uh, even in my uh, clientele i suggest this to my clients as well although it is more structured based on cognitive behavioral therapy but in general also if you write down your thoughts it can be helpful then we have certain breathing exercises to calm down the physical symptoms of anxiety and even practicing any kind of mindfulness or meditation can also help to calm down the anxiety again it these small strategies might not cure the anxiety or treat the anxiety but they can help to temporarily uh, calm down the anxiety yeah okay. another uh, i think another way could be simply to talk to someone trustworthy uh, that is another way which is very cathartic and stress relieving yeah so like if currently if right now i'm experiencing a strong anxiety or panic attack uh, what can i do something on an individual level to <coughs> calm myself down immediately mm-hmm. sure yes so again uh, it is comes under the uh, umbrella term of grounding techniques and even uh, people who are listening to us can just simply google grounding techniques which is for like immediate temporary relief again it is not a treatment or a cure but immediate temporary relief grounding techniques can be helpful one part of which is uh, mindfulness it can include being mindful of your breathing being aware observe your breath uh, and mindfully activating your senses for example if you are feeling very panicky and anxious in this moment you can smell something very mindfully as soon as the senses becomes activated slowly it might not immediately but maybe after a few minutes of practicing that mindfulness slowly the anxiety would calm down and same can be done with the sense of taste as well you can eat something very mindfully and very slowly and with time the senses would be more activated and anxiety would calm down and breathing exercises can heavy breathing like uh, mindfully taking deep breaths can also be helpful okay another short term uh, like a suggestion would be uh, avoiding uh, like over consumption of caffeine and uh, drugs or alcohol that again worsens the anxiety if it is done in limits then it's fine but if it's uh, a little too much then it can worsen the anxiety symptoms okay so we have got literally gems in this conversation up until now we know what anxiety looks like it how it can look like for us on an individual level what are the various reasons and what can we actually do the 
actual pragmatic steps we can take on an immediate on an immediate time basis or even on a prolonged lifestyle change even going and going for proper official formal healing process with a psychologist what all different steps can we take so i just have mm-hmm. want to end this conversation with one question that mm-hmm. do you think we should consider anxiety as something that's normal in the modern society and live with mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. understood i think it's a good question uh, because this is a question which uh, like is very common uh, whether anxiety is bound to be there or or is it something normal or abnormal so i think uh, i would put it this way that uh, if we look at historically how human beings have evolved so in the earliest days of humanity <clears throat> we were living in jungles and there was threat all around any kind of predator or any animal can come and harm us so that is where uh, as a evolving species we took anxiety which is anticipation for danger now those situations are not there uh, after years and years of evolution we have d- done well uh, as human beings but now but the anticipation of danger that doesn't go away we anticipate danger in our work life financially in our family life health wise so now the objects of threat have changed and now that flight or fight or flight response is not with respect to the danger with respect to animals or predator but rather with respect to these aspects of our life family work finances health so from that perspective it is normal to feel little bit of anxiety and some amount of anxiety is good also it helps us to it motivates us to do better in our work in our uh, family life or anything even for our health so some amount is good uh, again when it reaches a certain level of threshold when it starts to become dysfunctional uh, which again includes the intensity and duration that is when it is problematic and we need to maybe get professional help otherwise anxiety i won't say it's a problem i think it's about threshold if it is in a reasonable good limit then anxiety is fruitful for us as well okay wow that was so beautiful because for me till now i i was thinking as my parents used to tell me that no it's something about your generation that you feel anxious so it kind of mm. had a negative image in my mind but now you simplify it to the level of when people used to live in jungles and they used to feel it in their own way now it feels normal mm-hmm. and the threshold that you defined is is the important criteria i guess mm-hmm. i'll just add a little more to it so basically with this perspective if you see so anxiety is not our enemy it was and it is there to protect us it just that when that part of us which is anxious takes over everything else then it becomes problematic otherwise anxiety is not our enemy. it's a friend uh, which uh, can help us to stay protected from the various uh, so called dangers uh, be it in our professional life or our personal life but yes when it reaches a certain level then we need to seek professional help to again calm it down to a good healthy levels yeah true hmm. so 
that was one of the most beautiful description I've ever heard about anxiety. So I, I would really like to ask you, sir, that do you want to add something else to it? Yeah, just to, I think I'll summarize it, uh, that anxiety can have various causes, but at the end of the day, what matters is present and moving forward. So causes can help us to create the context. But, uh, and one, another aspect is, uh, which uh, I think takes me back to your question about the modern lifestyle. So yes, anxiety has increased, especially in the context of COVID. Uh, a lot of people are experiencing anxiety issues, which might be beyond that threshold of healthy anxiety. So that way, I think everyone should include certain daily practices. Uh, for example, meditation, mindfulness, breathing exercises, grounding techniques. But at the same time, knowing that they are temporary reliefs. Uh, even yoga can help your body to calm down. So all of this should be part of your lifestyle. But if you realize that my anxiety only goes around temporarily and it still is dysfunctional and it still is as problematic uh, intensity-wise, then seeking professional help is uh, essential to address the root cause of it. Yeah, so that's how uh, I would like to summarize. Okay, wonderful. Amazing. Thank you so much, sir. I am sure that our audience would love listening to this conversation and would gain some very insightful conclusions for their own lives, which they can immediately implement or even take action or prolong action to heal themselves in whichever way they think it's important for them to heal. So I would like to say that do make sure that you share this podcast with more people so that we can together reduce the stigma around mental health and be able to talk more about it. And please feel free to reach out to Coach for Mind for any help regarding your mental health or that of your loved ones. And do not forget to follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn for further updates. Stay safe and stay happy. Goodbye, all of you. Sure. Thank you, Duty. Take care.